gun line gun line gun line fire mission coming down it's your host lopez and you're listening to the on the gun line midweek memo for the week of december 29th 2020 that's right baby two more days in this motherfucking horrible year will be over that's right new year old motherfucking me that's right i'm back fuck this goddamn new uh normal bullshit i ain't down with that shit over here with me is my guest host, Yorina. Uh, he's been on here a couple of times. And uh, what's going on, brother? How you doing today? What's up, man? Doing pretty good. You know, just try to stay COVID-free. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck COVID. Overrated <laughs> fucking flu. I think it's goddamn ridiculous that our country... We're just going to jump into this shit. I'm not, I forgot to do my complete intro. So come on down to the gun line and pop a squat because it's about to get hot. You're on the gun line now. Check it out, brother. I woke up this motherfucking morning around 3 a.m. That's the time I get my midnight snack, right? I got myself from, I went to go look for my my uh, honey bunches of oats because that's what I like to eat. Apparently, my kids ate it. So I taught them a lesson and I ate their motherfucking, uh, their, what's that shit called, bro? The cinnamon toast crunch. Oh, man. Yeah. I ate that shit. I ate the rest of that, and I mixed it with the rest of the Lucky Charms, too, so they didn't have any of those motherfuckers this morning. You yeah, play with my fucking honey bunches of oats, I take all your shit. That's right. <laughs> Old me is back. You can tell by the hairdo. And if you're listening to me, I'm bald now. Motherfucker! <laughs> but yeah, I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning this morning, right? And... um. I, I click on CNN because they're the ones that give me the daily tally of how many people have died. You know, they, they're, they're basically just a, a good scare tactic. But here's, here's what I find interesting. Total cases of COVID globally, all right? 81,348,811. Can you take a wild guess how many of them have died? Probably one percent, something, something's crazy. One point seven million. One million seven hundred and seventy-five thousand nine hundred and eighty-four. Now, I don't know. I'm no mathematician, and I'm not Asian, and I don't wear a lab coat. But the difference between one million seven hundred and seventy-five thousand nine hundred and eighty-four to 81,348,811 is a pretty big fucking difference. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, uh, I'm not one of a not one for like too many conspiracies, man, but I've got some I've got some opinions and stuff. Like this morning, you know, I, I also turned on the news, but what I watched was Fox. And mm-hmm. I switched back and forth between the two. But Fox had a discussion about how in one state, and I forgot which one it is, uh, they did an audit. They're talking about doing an audit of who's actually dying from COVID. And I'm not trying to like negate because I, I I know there's people that have actually you know died from COVID and mm-hmm. all that stuff. You know that that's a real thing. But I think the numbers they did an audit and they said that 800 out of I don't know if it was like 2,000 uh, were found to be not COVID related <laughs> deaths. They were just listed as COVID. And then they went on to mention that uh, certain hospitals get additional funding for for treating COVID patients. And I put myself in the shoes of somebody that that doesn't have money for uh, medical insurance or coverage. And 
in the hospital and I put myself in their shoes and I'm wondering if I need more money, I let this, this person dies or for whatever reason, and I need more money, couldn't I just say died of COVID and then get more money that way? And like I said, not trying to be a conspiracy guy, but if the money, like, like the financial incentive is there and the money's just being thrown at you by the government, mm-hmm. uh, I might want to take a little piece of the pie. That's, of that's what I'm saying. Of course. And, you know, it's not something new. This has been talked about here now since the beginning of this goddamn pandemic. Um, I put it in quotations because I don't think it's a pandemic. I just think it's a overrated flu. You know, and with that said, let's go, um, you know, let's see how many cases are in the U.S. now. All right. In the U.S., as of, again, this was at 3.30 in the morning when I woke up. There was a total number of cases of 19,308,465 people that um, in the U.S. had the COVID. All right. That's how many got the Rona. You know how many have died? How many? 334,963. Now, go ahead. Out of a population of like 300 something million, you know, 400 million. million. Yeah. So tell me again why, um, why everybody's shut down. I don't fucking know, dude. I, I don't I don't get it. Here's one thing I don't get. It. Our great state of California, beautiful state. I honestly think it's a very beautiful state. You know, sun, surf, mountains, desert, everything you want is in one fucking state. Everything. But the way it's being ran by all these hypocritical pieces of shit that, you know, tell you do as I say, not as I do, have fucked it up into become basically someplace i don't even want to visit anymore bro yeah california's that that girl that you you see walking down the street and you're like damn she's hot man let me chat her up and then we started talking to her it's like her personality is shit you don't want anything to do with her like yeah oh what was that shit uh she's uh good from far but far from good (laughs) yeah that's believe it (laughs) yeah dude i mean i don't get this bro Here's one thing I don't get. And I saw this here in Texas, in San Antonio. They have a a, a, a store here, uh, not a store, a, a restaurant, right? Yeah. Now, you're not allowed to, well, I don't know if you're allowed to eat in them or not, but I'm gonna put this in California as well, or at just US wise. You're not allowed to eat indoors, okay? In, inside of the restaurant, you're not allowed to eat in there. However, comma, they put a fucking tent for you to eat outside you're still eating inside a fucking tent that's closed. Yeah. I just like the, just like the video of the, of the girl that went viral a few weeks ago where like she had to shut down her, her outdoor eating tent and stuff because, you know, COVID. And then you look across the street and Hollywood sets up a eating camp right across from her like establishment. Like it's such a, it's such a stupid double standard. Like, if you really wanted to shut this whole thing down, you'd say, all right, we're shutting the whole country down for two weeks. Everybody stay in your house, you know, for like two weeks, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, the incubation period. And nobody catches shit. 
But no, like it's so inconsistent. The rules are different between each state. Like, and then we got to assume that, you know, the new president-elect is, has the solution to all this shit. But it's, it's stupid, man. I'm ready for this shot thing. Either you take the shot or you don't take the shot, but I'm ready for the shot to come in so we can just be done with this bullshit. It's not going to be done, though, bro. This is just the beginning. Because think about it like this. And, you know, we won't talk too much on this bullshit. But um, it, being that it's the first thing that popped off because we're going to do a year-end review on 2020. Um, this shot thing is just the beginning. Kind of like the anthrax. How many fucking booster shots do we get on anthrax, bro? Like six? Yeah. Six? So, yeah. There's going to be more booster shots to go with it. And then secondly, there's a new strain of COVID out in fucking Europe right now. You know, so... Uh, yeah, this is going to be like the flu, bro. Every year is going to be a different strand. We just got to get used to it. And I know I sound insensitive as fuck by saying this, but the ones that are getting killed and taken out are normally the majority are the elderly. And I'll go to this again. If grandma was 92 when she caught the COVID and died, she didn't die because of the COVID, bro. She died because she was 92. That's all I'm saying, you know. Yeah. She died of life. She was already on the way out, man. Like that's that's what gets me too. But you know, that has to do with money. You know, money's involved and it's you know, the family maybe, you know, they, they need to pay for certain things and the government says, Here, here's the money. So Dude, fuck them. Fuck the government. I'll say it right now. Fuck the government. But now you gotta there's one country, I think it was Spain that said that uh they're gonna have a they're gonna have a list of people who didn't take the shot. They're gonna have a registry like a registry of all the people that that haven't taken the shot. And that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna create this national register and something simple. You know, it won't be like something that'll look official, but as is with the case with technology, mm -hmm. we're gonna have a little app on our phone, mm -hmm. and then you're gonna be able to you're gonna have to scan it, and it's gonna show people that you that you got registered, and I it's gonna start with Facebook. I promise you. Facebook is going to have a feature that tracks who has the COVID shot. Bro, and that's how you get into things. I read about that. I read about them. It's like a, they call it like a, a COVID passport type deal or something like that. That, you know, if you want to go into a certain venue or, you know, you, it'll, it's, it's an idea out there, which is, if it's an idea, it's already been implemented somewhere. It's beta tested. It's being beta tested somewhere right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, I guess I won't be going out to places anymore. Shit's been going to become underground. You know, I'll go to underground comedy shows where that shit ain't going to be happening. I'll go to underground movie theaters because I'll be goddamn if I'm going to be put on. And I said it from the fucking beginning. If you go get that COVID test, you're going to be on a fucking registry. They're going to know who took the COVID test. You know what I'm saying? And if they try to say my kids can't go to school because they don't got the vaccinations. Well, you know what? Then start sending me my fucking tax money for school because they ain't going to school anymore. They'll be homeschooled as fuck. You know, it, it, it's laughable what this fucking country is doing, bro. They gave us twelve hundred dollars uh, per person last last uh, stimulus. Right. Yeah. Like May. What was it? April? Yeah. Yeah, it was April. Around. I think it was like May time frame or April time frame. They gave us twelve hundred bucks per head and um, and some change for the kids. Now, it's laughable to me that. That fucking they're trying to give six hundred dollars now per head dude they garnish more on motherfuckers with child support you know than oh. and they're doing for people right now 
with fucking uh, this COVID stimulus. So right now, I guess uh, America's being the baby, the baby daddy, and uh, is kicking us down what they can for child support. So you know what? I think that they should bring that down to every fucking father out there too who's paying way too much. They should reduce their motherfucking child support right now. Because if they think six hundred fucking dollars per person is good enough, then leave it at that, motherfuckers. Yeah, well, because I mean, like they passed what? It was nine hundred billion dollars in, in stimulus money, and only less than two hundred billion of that is is actually going to the people. And we can't give them a little bit more. You're supposed to. Dudes are unemployed. People that work in the restaurants, you know, got to shut down their business whenever the fucking government feels like fucking shutting you down, right? And there's no compensation for that. You know, the, maybe the management of the restaurant might get a little bit of compensation, but the people, the employees, the waiters and all that stuff that are making a living off this stuff, they're not going to get any compensation. And the way you're going to thank them is by giving them six, 600 bucks. What the fuck is that? Like, Dude. it's stupid. Dude, it's the government telling you who's essential and who's not, you know, and that right there, it, it fucking, it trips me out. I was watching this episode of the Twilight Zone last night, the old school ones off on Hulu, right? And um, it was funny because the Twilight Zone hits on a lot of things that have come like, you, you can look at it from the 60s and the 50s, and it's happening right now. There's this one episode called Obsolete. And it's where this uh, man who's a librarian, a librarian, they told him he's obsolete and he's going to die because that's what they do with the people that are obsolete. They die because he's not essential. He's not needed anymore. Right. And yeah. it kind of hit on to like what's going on right now. The state tells you who's essential, who's needed. You know, what in the fuck? You know, uh, so waiters are not essential according to the state or to the government. But I guarantee you to their family, they are essential because they got to fucking pay those bills to keep their family afloat. Yeah, and then there's a part of that that, um, I don't know if it's verified or not, but there's a, also like a bailout for Hollywood. Of course. Like for theaters. They're sending, they're sending millions of dollars to the theater companies, right? If, if, if I'm in a pandemic, why am I going to support theaters that's like a, it's like supporting record stores and stuff to keep them open. You know, like technology's evolved to the point where like, I'm sorry, but theaters aren't that, that essential right. to me, in my opinion. Um, but to spend millions of dollars, hundreds of million dollars, millions of dollars on, on like these, these theater chains like AMC and all that stuff, when they have Hollywood, mm -hmm. who they advertise on behalf of, who has billions of dollars, they make billions of dollars every year, they're going to be fine. Couldn't they support the theater chains? You know, they got some money, throw them, throw them down. Come on. You know, raise some money for the theaters. Give that rest of that money out of the $900 billion back to the people. Bro, we know who runs Hollywood. And those motherfuckers don't like giving up any kind of money. Just going to leave it at that, you know. <laughs> Hashtag cancel. <laughs> Dude, it, it, it kills me that all this, uh, you know, could have been avoided by following your own hygiene uh, of, well, I mean, according to what they were saying back at the beginning, you know, just wash your hands and sing happy birthday and you'll be all right. You know, I didn't know that's Two what weeks. Hmm? Two weeks, it's gone, it's, it's dead. I, but, you know, it's just so fucking, their government's not gonna shut down. But, oh, you know what kills me? They'll shut down government pay you know, but over stupidity, 
Okay, why can't they just do a standalone fucking bill? And here we go getting political already. Why can't they just do a standalone fucking bill when it says COVID relief only? Nothing attached to it. COVID relief only. That's it. Send it to the president. Put 2K per uh, per head and submit that shit. Why do we got to add in there? Oh, we got to send money to Pakistan or somewhere out there so they can learn that there's more than two genders, even though science proves i mean I, I read that on the interwebs i don't know if it's true or not but apparently they're sending out some money to somewhere out in that region so they can learn about gender studies there's some the there's some narcissistic people out there man that, that really like the like the sound of their own voice when they're in front of like people like nancy pelosi and chuck schumer and all these people they like they like the confrontation you know we can't have it we can't have a situation where both sides go this makes sense let's agree because they don't want the American people to, to see them agreeing. Like they, they always want to portray one side as good and one side as evil and never working together because that's not good for business, man. Like they, you know, and so they throw in these little, these little fucking things in there, like pa Pakistani gender studies for millions of dollars and stuff, because they know somebody's going to raise a concern. Somebody's going to argue. It's going to make good TV. Somebody's going to go on, on the media and like, are you, it's, it's stupid, man. It's, it's about money. It's like clickbait. It's all it is, yeah. clickbait, bro. And you know what? With that said, fuck clickbait. Fuck the government. I'm done with COVID. Fuck you, COVID. <laughs> We're done with you. Because one thing I've learned because of this COVID shit as well is that for the right price, your neighbors will be snitches. Your neighbors will snitch on you for the right amount of fucking money, bro. Like that one poor guy that was playing softball with his daughter out there playing catch. Motherfucker gets snitched on. You know, motherfucker out there, out in the middle of water by himself, social distance like a motherfucker, paddle boarding, gets snitched on. What the fuck, dude? Your own neighbors are snitching on you. You know, so COVID, you've really brought out the rotten in people. But I'm gonna focus on the positives that have come out of this shit too, though. There have been some positive, bro. You know, one of the most positive things I've seen is the family unit has become a little more tighter. I mean, I don't know about where you're at, um, but where I'm at in this neighborhood, um, motherfuckers were out there with their kids walking around, bro. Yeah. You know, they were out riding bikes, taking walks, going to parks. I, I loved seeing that, you know, and I don't know why it wasn't happening before, but I saw that happen. So that's one positive thing that came out of it. What do you think? Yeah, I think it, you know, because, you know, everything, all the distractions are, are, are gone. Uh, I hate to put it that way, but, you know, all the distractions like going to the mall and all that stuff has become a, a complicated process. So people are, are going, oh, snap, I got my, I got my family to my left and my right. Let's, let's go out and do something on a budget and start talking budget and cheap parents are going to go, Oh snap. Yeah. Now you're talking my language mm -hmm. and let's go, let's go to the park and you start doing things and you start appreciating things that are going on around you. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that once everything opens up, when that ever happens and everybody's going to pop smoke and go back mm -hmm. to doing things. Cause that's, I know the first thing I want to do is I want to go to concerts. I want to go, I want to go out to be in crowds, maybe okay. hesitant at first, but you know, I, I, I'm a more of an introverted person. So I, I want to be around people. Well, I went to a comedy show uh, two weeks ago or was it last week. I went to go see Paul Verzi. 
great comic. If you guys get a chance to go see him, he's fucking amazing. Um, he's going to be in the Atlanta area here soon, too. If you get a chance to go see him, dude, dude is fucking great. He used to open up for uh, for Bill Burr. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he came up under Bill. That motherfucker is classic, dude. He's in your face, and I love his shit. But anyway, so I went there. Dude, we went there, and yeah, you wore your mask to get in. They check your fucking your temperature. Once they set you down, you take your mask off. You know, people are socially distanced. We were having a great fucking time. Guess what? No fever, no coughing, nothing. You know what I'm saying? And I don't see I mean, what I just don't see it, bro. Let the shit fucking go through. And I mean, how many it. times? How many times do you touch the the keypad on the on the debit machine when you're at the grocery store? How many hands have been through that shit? And I know, sure as fuck, uh, the the cashier isn't fucking changing that shit out or wiping it down. How about when you pump gas? When you pump even more, <laughs> you, you know pump what I'm Open it. You open a door to go into a store. Mm-hmm. You know, like I. There's a, meanwhile, a meanwhile, your neighbors want to snitch on you while you're out there playing. Yeah, and, and like like the beginning stages where you couldn't like I know in California you couldn't even go to the beach when COVID first started because people will give like report you and, and give you a ticket or like people uh you know walking you couldn't walk in somebody else's neighborhood at one, like at the very beginning you weren't allowed to go into somebody else's neighborhood to walk your dog and people were calling the cops on people. Dude. And what's fucked up about that, you know, snitches used to get stitches. Now snitches are getting uh, snitches are getting applauded. And it amazes me since we're talking about snitches. How how can you snitch on your own kind, bro? And I'm not talking about fucking race here. I'm talking about soldiers. All right. I'm talking about soldiers. I saw some shit on Facebook that fucking nearly made me throw up, man. Check this out, bro. I don't snitch. I don't. All right. Now, if it was some stolen valor type shit, if a motherfucker is wearing some somebody rank or fucking, you know, if somebody is pretending to be something they're not, I'm going to yeah. drop a motherfucking dime in a heartbeat. Fuck yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do it. And it is what it is because now you're fucking. Now you're you're trying to trying to be something you're not. And yeah. you're actually trying to gain something from it. I don't give a fuck if it's a like you're trying to gain. Motherfucker, you didn't earn that. You don't deserve that. Go suck a fat dick. So with that said, but if I see a picture of a Joe being Joe, you know, thank God we didn't have this shit back when we were coming up, bro. <laughs> holy fuck. I know I'm, how much shit will we have gotten in trouble just in Korea alone? You know, back in 2007, I know I would have been a shit. But I saw a Facebook page, bro. I'm not going to put them out, but they are a military page. All right. And um, it hurt me a lot because I'm a 13 banger. And it's in the realm of the 13 series. These motherfuckers got a picture of a Joe doing that authoritic blood sign where somehow or another they put their fingers all together and it spells out blood, right? (laughs) This dude is so not a gangster you could tell that that was the irony of that picture you know what i'm saying (laughs) a joe being a fucking joe right guess what this facebook page does allegedly what oh they tagged his motherfucking unit bro 
they tagged his unit with his picture on there. Dude, how, if you got a problem with the motherfucker, you pull him to the side. Hey, hit him up on the fucking IMs. Hey, brother, you know, that, that picture kind of looks like pretty fucking retarded, man. It's not good for the uniform. Maybe you should take it down, man. You know what I'm saying? I get it. You were trying to be funny. But yeah, you know, it, we're not supposed to be aligning ourselves with shit like that. Okay, I'll, I'll take it down, bro. I didn't mean to offend you, but you know, maybe it's my fucking Facebook. You shouldn't be going through my shit anyway. But anyway, um, but you don't go and snitch on a motherfucker. You don't go and fucking end a motherfucker's career because of that. Because you know the army, what they're going to say. Yeah. The army's going to say, oh, that's gang related. Give them the boot. Yeah, and that's the that's the problem with like today's fucking society where like, you know, maybe whoever shared it or took a screenshot probably shared it with the website just to be funny, but the website didn't get the joke. Mm-hmm. You know, like the website was like, oh shit, there's some gang shit. Maybe the dude was talking sign language or maybe he had like, was having a stroke and his fingers like twisted up and just got caught in the wrong moment. Now you ruined, now you ended the guy's career over a misunderstanding or you know somebody trying to be funny when going when going funny goes wrong (laughs) exactly dude and you know what that's it right there it's a spotlight ranger moment that's what it is you know it's um i was having a shitty day i haven't gotten laid and i don't find this funny or maybe maybe dude was a crip maybe the the person on that page who runs it was a crip he saw the dude throwing up blood. He's like, oh, no, we ain't going to have no slobs here. We're going to go ahead and cancel that motherfucker right there. And that's, that's the thing. We don't, we don't get the context behind, behind pictures. If you just take a, if you frame something a certain way, like the narrative could be whatever you want. Like we, we're never going to have the context. But the dude's going to get fucked just because the, 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 whatever the caption was in that website mm-hmm. fucked him over, basically, without him getting do, do, uh, uh you know do just like the justice like the right yeah due process yeah dude it's fucking pathetic bro so to you fags out there that did that and i don't mean it in the gay term i mean fags as field artillery guys that did that because it was a fa page i will say that to you fags that did that you're fucking you're, you're you're basically the calf scouts now you're not even artillery bro you're calf scouts in other words worthless they're supported obsolete mm. anyways i just had to get that out there that was a priority target on this fire mission today that felt I, good man that felt good snitches man snitches yeah. what the fuck dude <laughs> were you the same motherfucking snitch that battle that that fuck your battle buddy is that what you were is that who you were and if you listen to this on the gun line podcast you fag motherfucker field artillery guy you're a worthless piece of fucking shit. I'm calling you out. I'm calling you fucking out. I wish you would, motherfucker. Like I said, New Year, old me. You're getting old Staff Sergeant Lopez here. Look, Chief Lopez with nothing to play with. Go ahead, pimp. This reminds me of the kind of people. Like maybe some of the some of the listeners are gonna go, "Oh, I know this kind of guy." Mm-hmm. I've, throughout my career, there's always been one or two guys in a unit that. That can't ever say anything positive about anybody else when they talk to whoever their boss is. For example, uh, uh, a sergeant goes up to his first sergeant, doesn't say hi, you know, doesn't greet him and say, you know, everything's cool here. He'll say, hey, what's going on, first sergeant? Hey, we got a, did you hear about staff sergeant so-and-so? Yeah, he, he didn't get caught this weekend. He was fucking up. 
and then he gets a little pat on the shoulder. Staff Sergeant so and so gets fucking chewed out. This dude's not even gonna get remembered. But there's people like that in the military that thrive on just like they feed their feeders. I call them feeders. They just feed their their bosses little bits and like snitch fucking stories just so they can get a pat on the shoulder and make them feel good about themselves. Dude, like, that's like a form of dry snitching. You ever heard of dry snitching? Yeah. No. Like basically fucking snitching on somebody without even having to say a word. You just give a look. You happen yeah. to look the wrong way. You dry snitching, man. You know, y'all some scandalous motherfuckers. And yeah, they're catfish, bro. They're bottom dwelling scum suckers. That's all they fucking are. Fucking cock sucking faggot. And um, dude, it, it just it, it amazes me how many they are. And you know, we saw them while we were in school. They were there in schools when you're at um at, at NCOESs. Just look for the motherfucker that is always around your fucking instructor and happens to have, he's just an ass kisser all the way around. He will kiss the ass. He will make sure he makes the honor grad list by sucking that dick. Um, <laughs> I can't, like, I can't, I personally, like, can't do it. And if anybody's ever met me, like, I just, I can't tell you i can't bullshit you man like i gotta i gotta tell you the truth like and i can't do that like rubbing elbows kissing ass shit because like that ain't me dude and sure it's taken me for fucking ever to get promoted and because of it but i'm happy with that like i'm okay like i didn't you know less money in my pocket but whatever but like i didn't have to i didn't have to kiss any ass to get where i'm at and you made it on i'm never own. gonna i'm never gonna change that shit <laughs> Dude, and there's motherfuckers out there that believe that. I remember specifically hearing a motherfucker. Well, a Joe told me. Joe told me that his section chief told him the only way to move up in this man's army is by kissing ass and sucking dick. Brother, when he told me that shit, I damn near had a fucking fit, bro. It's not my lane. I'm not going to step on Joe's toe, uh, on his chief's fucking toes. But I did tell him that his fucking... Um, his chief was wrong as two boys fucking because go ahead. No, if, and then if you're going to have a, if you're going to adopt that mindset, okay, I'll, I'll give you some benefit of the doubt, but like, at least when you get to where you think you want to get to make a, such a big change to the, to the military or whatever organization you're working for that justifies you doing that because you know, like, I, I just don't get it, man. Like it's, especially in the military, like it's, you're not, you're not running for fucking Congress, man. Like, you know, don't, don't run over people because people are going to remember you for a long fucking time. Mm -hmm. And then the military, the uniform comes off eventually. And then you did all that ass kissing. These you did all that ass kissing, but you didn't bother to fucking focus on, on your own, like what you're going to do when you get out. And now you're depending on those people that you stepped on to fucking get you where you need to go and those people aren't going to fucking answer the answer the phone it's funny you should mention something like that i was what i was reading some article i can't remember on what uh where some joe uh needed a commander's signature to drop his warrant packet and he needed the ceo's fucking uh blessing and the ceo said uh uh-uh and they were like you know that's pretty fucked up why would he do it he's like well because that's my signature blessing off on this guy to go be a warrant officer when I don't believe he will be a, war a good warrant officer. You know what I'm saying? No. So I can't come down on that on that officer there because if he doesn't believe that that person is qualified, 
then why even put a signature on there? You know what I'm saying? It's like when you would send Joe to WLC. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not going to send you if I don't think you're ready for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to send you to the promotion board if I don't think you're ready for it. So why are they shitting on this CEO or, you know, because he wouldn't bless off on that? I completely agree on that motherfucker. I think they were giving hate to that CEO for doing that. I completely agree with him. Fuck that. It's yeah. my signature. It's like a letter of recommendation. You know what I'm saying? If oh, I'm yeah. a letter of recommendation to somebody, you know. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. That's it's a letter of recommendation. You know, I mean, it's on it's on the form, whatever that you're signing, like I recommend or I approve this guy. And, you know, there's a lot of context that's also missing. You know, like we don't we don't know this guy's previous history. We all know that one guy that's, you know, that's probably trying to, like, get over and, you know, so focused on him. Fuck everybody else and shit. Now sign my shit. And what we're supposed to just, like, give give you whatever the fuck you want. Exactly. Yeah, you gotta. If you were that good, then I'm pretty sure the first sergeant would have like intervened, or or the sergeant major would have intervened and said like, "This is what we need to do." But if they're silent, then there's something probably wrong. Maybe they're too scared to fucking tell you that you're garbage. But Mm -hmm. there's probably a reason why you're not getting that signature. Yeah, you're hot garbage. If the BC says no, you're hot garbage. That's all it is. You know, your commander, believe it or not, knows you more than you think. Because he does have that communication with the first sergeant. That first sergeant is a liaison. And I guarantee you that that first sergeant probably already had that conversation with that BC about getting that packet sent to him and signing it. And he's probably like, fuck no, you out of your goddamn mind. You know, and I heard of something else I was reading about speaking on uh, rec- letters of recommendation type shit, man. Um, something about along the lines of like, be careful who you write a letter of recommendation for, because that shit could fall upon you as a negative thing. You know, and some people are, are weary of that. And I think that's bullshit right there, bro. I think that's bullshit. Because if I'm able to get a letter of recommendation from a fucking 04, you know, for let's say I stepped on my dick for something. And if I can get an 04 signature for it, because he knows he's worked with me. He knows me very well. He's known me since I was a, a, a bucks aren't. You yeah. know, why should my shit that I'm trying to recover from and you know why should that affect their status or how they're looked at because they're being supportive yeah because like i said it's a it's narcissism it's people with egos it's people that are that are too scared to to speak up there's people that have made it so far by not saying anything and just kind of like hiding behind the weeds and they get promoted and whatever and that is their path to success. So they're too scared. They don't want to ruffle any feathers. They don't want, like, the worst that could happen is a, a is whoever your boss will tell you, like, hey, that was kind of stupid. You know, like, this is why, you know, a little slap on the wrist. Don't mm-hmm. recommend people again or whatever. Right. But at least you tried. At least you, like, said what's on your mind. Because mm-hmm. there's also people that will tell you to your face, like, hey, man, you're fucking cool. And then behind closed doors, they're too scared to fucking say shit. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Fucking hypocrites, bro. Fucking hypocrites. And, you know, those people out here in the world, they don't fare too well either, I don't think. Um, honestly, I've learned that out here in the world, um, you would think that your work would speak for you. It really doesn't. Well, at least not in corporate America. It is pretty dog-eat-dog. Um, and... It's it's a it's a letdown to be honest, you know, because if you open your mouth up and you disagree, you're shit on. 
You know, people are afraid to speak up. I'm not. I will say what the fuck is on my mind. But apparently that's look, that's pushback. The only advice I could tell people, right? And we had an earlier conversation, right? It's it's something something I heard from somebody. I don't remember who it was, but they said, Why why wait until you're out of the military to to complain about something that you could have changed while you were in? and stuff and that's always stuck with me and it's not till late in my career where i started implementing that a lot more but i agree like you know why wait till you're out of the military to say hey this isn't right fucking change this or speak what's really on your fucking mind why wait till you get out when it's your 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 message isn't that important or like it doesn't have a a good effect anymore right. do it while you're in the military obviously we got ucmj and shit you know use some fucking tact but there's ways to speak your mind and still be within that respectful fucking realm. Cause at least, you know, people will know like, Hey, th- there isn't just one opinion on this shit. It doesn't always have to be just like a to B there's other fucking ways to do things. You know, there's, there's like, I, I say whatever the fuck's on my mind all the time. It gets worse even more nowadays, mm-hmm. but I'll fucking tell you like, Hey, the shit's fucked up. You know, let's, let's not do it this way. Um, I get dudes that message me all the time. They're like, hey, can you write me a, a letter of recommendation? They've done them for me. I've done them for other people. I don't care what you did. You know, if you want me to write something positive about you, mm-hmm. uh, I'll write something positive about you. Um, because I know that, you know, if I, if I personally don't like somebody that, that I've met in the military, I just won't talk to them. Like, I, I won't associate with them. And um it's just me. I don't I associate with certain certain people, certain crowds that I know like have good intentions and stuff. Those are the people I talk to. Um, like if you call me right now, like, hey, I need you to fucking do this letter for me, you know, by tomorrow, I'll fucking get it done tonight. Right. And fucking do it just who I am and stuff. But, you know, like that kind of stuff. And then I'm just I have a lot of opinions. I've seen a lot of change in the army and, and I don't agree with 99.9% of all the changes that are going on right now. Right. So I'm letting people know like, Hey, this is fucked up. This is fucked up. So when the, so whenever a general comes up and is surprised by all these people that are fucking dying and stuff. And he says, why didn't anybody say anything? I can raise my hand and say, I fucking said something. Right. I said something from the fucking start and you didn't fucking listen. Yep. And you know what's fucked up is that it, if you say something, it falls on deaf ears. And that's what it feels like sometimes. It falls on deaf ears and you just want to fucking just quit. It feels Now it feels like you're bitching rather than, you know, you're trying to make corrections. Because how can I put this? Um, I remember as a young private and specialist, um, they said, you know, if you can't, make the, you can't make the change now, make the change when you come in and CO. Make the change that you want, right? Yeah. Okay. And let's see how far that went. You know, uh, with the social experimentation that's been happening with the military and because we're supposed to mirror what the society is like, the army, again, as always, as we've discussed many a times, has gone more to a business-like environment than the killer machine that it's supposed to be because, as many have stated, it's metrics over fucking training. It's metrics over fucking uh over knowledge of survival it's goddamn are you are is your metro is your med pros up to date Fuck uh, med pros. Can let me tell you where that down? came from let me tell you where that came from 
uh, a few years ago, like 2016, 2015, there was a chief of staff in the army, uh, something milly, I don't know, whatever. Uh, this guy said, well, let's not say it was him. Uh, he looked at all the brigades, active duty and national guard. And he, he somehow said your DD 93, your life insurance, your flu shots and your hearing means you're ready. And then he looked at all the brigades and said, who is ready? And then like three out of the 40 something brigades said, we're ready. We're good. And then all of a sudden, so now he created this like fake, fake readiness shit. And, uh, now he said, oh, shit, now you're not ready. Uh, and then he looks at Congress. See, I identified that we're not ready. I'm going to change this. Give me one year. And now you made it this, this big readiness is number one priority across the whole army, sold the Kool-Aid to everybody. Everybody bought it. A year later, does the reevaluation. Now everybody has got fucking readiness up their ass, but they're green now right. because they've had a year. And now... 90% of all the brigades are ready because their SGLI DD-93 is up. He comes out looking like a fucking hero mm -hmm. because now the whole military is fucking ready. And now he's like competitive for fucking promotion, right. moves on up because he just revolute like he got us ready. But now we prioritized this made up fucking readiness shit and completely ignored military shit because people are stepping on each other just to be green on fucking med pros. People are completely disregarding what's going on in their units. Mm -hmm. People dying, being murdered, fucking the cultures and their fucking batteries and battalions. Like they don't care about that. Like they're, they are ready. That's their number one fucking mission and stuff. And now people are dying and now people are going, now there's like articles going out like, oh shit, you know, maybe we focus too much on this readiness shit. And like when people have been saying this shit from the fucking start, dude. But I'm just calling it the way it is, <laughs> dude. It, it's time management, right? I mean, they harp, they harped on that shit so much on us as NCOs. Time management, time management, time management. Okay, get your motherfucking time management ready, because you know what? They might not have been green on their med pros, but I guarantee you they're green on their fucking um on their qualification for ranges. They're uh good to go. They're on their fucking battle drills uh licenses but you know what all of that is too easy to pencil whip so they could pencil whip that their readiness is good under um under apfts under aspts under fucking weapons qual all the rates that can be it was such a, it was such a made-up thing it was mm -hmm. so made up it was such a made-up thing it's like if you know he just looked at these brigades and said what's what do you guys do oh well we update our dd93 every once in a while all right that'll be number one that'll be number one uh <laughs> july and he literally just handpicked what qualifies as readiness and then just so because he knew the units would be like not ready if they didn't meet that criteria right. and it was such an easy like problem to make them look successful right and that's what fucking happened it was an easy fix i yeah. mean I would understand that there was maybe like a uh, some kind of a, a a problem with SGLIs being paid out to the correct person uh, because of the death. You know, maybe if that had some kind of impact. But if it's just because I want to beef up my OER, which is basically that's all it was, beefing up your OER, putting a bullet point on there to make me look good and give me that extra fucking star. You know what I mean? So 
if you really wanted to solve this readiness shit, you would just extend the length of time that the shit's valid for. I mean, <laughs> what I would do, make, you know, why is SGLI a once a year thing? Why not just make it once every five years? Like what is going to change so much in one year that you got to, obviously if something changes, then you just go into the fucking office and you change, change it to update, but it's still going to be valid for five years. Why did it have to be one year? Or, or how about this? Once per enlistment contract. Once per enlistment contract. That's right. it. Because, like you said, any changes that I need to make, I'll make them. You know, I'm an adult. Yeah. And if not, I have an NCO who's an adult that will remind me that anytime if I got married, have a kid, uh, need, or if I'm getting ready to deploy, which is when you really need to update it, I'll, you know, go through SRP. But yeah, like you said, man, they're more, their mission is to make sure that their med pros is up to date, that their metrics are green to green. You know, we can always, you know, whatever happened to fucking having to go to the field and spending all that extra ammunition so we can get more money, you know, at the end of the year, you know what I'm saying? I mean, are they not going to the field anymore? Our field exercises like null. Yeah, they do. Uh, uh, just done. People are going to the, people are going to the field, but they're just doing certifications because it's, uh, it's easy. It's easy money. For certification, nobody does. Nobody does outside of certification training anymore. Everything has to be certification. And we're stuck in basic shit. How but, soon before um, the army just goes to complete virtual training for everything? The next three years. I mean, the next hey, three years. I remember the weaponeer was a big thing, you know, when you would go uh, qualify with that shit. And I, I remember that they had uh, like this, they took us into this theater, this big ass warehouse out there in Carson. I'm, I'm sure you remember it. Um, did you guys ever go to that shit? It was like a big ass warehouse and you didn't have to go into the, to the range anymore. You would just go into this warehouse and shoot at a screen for yeah. qualification. Yeah, because you know, wind velocity doesn't uh, affect your, uh, your shooting. Or, you know, the elements, that doesn't affect your, your shooting at all either. What the fuck, dude? It's, are we going to play Duck Hunt? Is that going to be the new fucking weapons squall? With that dog coming out? And instead of it being a dog, it's going to be that old master sergeant that was there for, uh, you know, defensive driving training or whatever the fuck he was. We're, we're so, man, we're, at this point, at this point in the Army, if you look at it today, man, it's just a, uh, it's a civilian company that just so happens to wear a uniform that just so happens to shoot that just so happens to wake up in the morning to do PT. Now like, that's the only thing that makes us a military. Like everything that we do, it's fucking admin bullshit. Do you think that is um, MOS specific or is it just in the soft skill MOS and the combat MOS still have their, their tactical training. They're still proficient in their warrior testing drills. As we said in the army, fucking that, war, that soldier's creed. No, when we when we went away from from having schools that united, uh, or from schools that brought your MOS or segregated your MOS and stuff, when we went away from that and doing like a common core kind of online training, mm -hmm. we lost our individual culture. The thing that separated us from separated combat arms from like support, like field artillery. When I first joined, used to be combat arms. Now we technically are on paper, but if you look at the people and the culture in field artillery, it's like, it's just another support MOS. It's so, it's so 
back asswards. It's it's fucking <laughs> it's it's lame, dude. It's boring. It's it's stupid. And I blame it on bringing women onto the gun line. I dude, you could have you could have brought anybody to the gun line, man. This is this is because people. People are so fucking ambit, and I've said it. I sound like a fucking broken record, man. But it's it's people with people with ambitions, their own ambitions, to try to be fucking famous or something, uh, trying to equate themselves to CEOs so they can have a seat at the table politically. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people have ruined the fucking military. That that chief of staff from five years ago single handedly destroyed the culture in the fucking army. Why do you think? I mean, does it seem like? I don't know how sergeant majors are nowadays. You know, every once in a while, you got that salty looking sergeant major. But um, I remember I had a sergeant major. My first sergeant major that I remember was sergeant major fucking uh, young. Big motherfucker. Intimidating as fuck. Made you scared just looking at him. You know, and I think he was the type that had a backbone that if the colonel said something that didn't make sense, he'll probably say, "Uh, sir, with all due respect, that shit sounds fucking stupid. You know, and be like, you know, you're they're supposed to be there to advise, right? Uh, uh, be the senior non-commissioned officer that's to advise the commander, right? Well, why aren't they advising them? Are they just like, yeah, sir, that sounds good to me. Let's be yes men. There's Maybe. some, man. There's some, but you got to know where to find them. You know, there's, uh, they're, they're, they're out there. They're, they're few and far between now. You won't see like the like the crazy, like, you know, shaves with a dry razor in the morning in the field and shit. <laughs> fucking just drinks his coffee. Fucking, you don't see that, that fucking monster fucking NCO anymore. Because yeah. they also, I think it also, uh, a lot of them are scared that they don't want to be like, they don't want to get blown up on social media. Now everybody's got a phone and shit. You know, you can't say, because back then, Back then, everybody had catchphrases and shit. You know, Sergeant Majors had fucking like veins popping out of the neck, you know, saying like, you know, we're going to fuck this chicken. And they'd be like, oh, there's the Sergeant Major again. Can't say that shit anymore because somebody, somebody's going to have a camera and put it on fucking Facebook and they'll have the best intentions, but social media will, will get this dude fired. Like so, the Sergeant Major at Fort Hood. So the basically, uh, the military culture has is dying it's is dying is what you're saying the military the military culture that it used to be what people expected it to be you know is now dying because those that went in who had put in for fucking heart you know decided to make the changes because it uh it offended them right they didn't want they didn't they were too intimidated by the salty sergeant major yeah, and it's it's sad, man. We're robbing people of this of this experience. Like when I joined, I saw Full Metal Jacket twenty fucking times, and that's what I wanted. Uh, in person, I may have changed my mind, but that is what I fucking wanted. And I'm now looking back, I'm like, I'm glad I got that fucking experience. Like I wanted somebody to fucking yell at me and call me fucking names that I'm not good enough to do this. Like I, I thrive on that shit. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, Oh my God. It's so fucking sad. Like, I don't, I don't, it's Dude, so- have you seen that, uh, that one Yusha Thomas, I think his name is, uh, where he does like the old school drill sergeant and yeah. new era drill sergeant. Dude, that shit was my favorite, bro. When, uh, that new, the new drill sergeant was like, Hey, private, who told you? You, can use your f-? you know what? You can use your phone private. It's okay. You know, 
like we're that he's like one second away from dialing that phone on his behalf like that's how sad like (laughs) and but you know what it sucks because there's ncos out there drinking that same kool-aid that you're talking about though there's ncos that are drinking like yeah that is the way i'm supposed to lead i am supposed to be this way guy be who you are you know what i'm saying you're i was inspired i wanted to be a drill sergeant you know what i mean and my drill sergeants were fucking hard ass motherfuckers. I, drill sergeant scenes, little fucking Hitler mustache walking around, old rangerific motherfucker. You know, him, drill sergeant Spivey. That, oh my God, that motherfucker, he looked like Skeletor, bro. And, um, but that's what I emulated. That's what I wanted to be. I expected it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you, don't, you don't see it anymore. Yeah. There are, you know, if, if there is a person that's like that or whatever, like, hi high speed fucking 100 150% energy level those people you know they get a lot of respect they get a lot of attention and stuff but you know the culture the system keeps them from succeeding or whatever it's shifting and and it's fucked up and it, it's the integration as well of the fucking um of uh, the of comp a bct a bit of basic because you know you used to be called a fuckhead a pussy stick all kinds of shit in basic training you know, you know, stop being a little faggot, stop being a little bitch, stop being a little pussy. Now you put the females in there, there's gonna be a female that's like, oh, why you gotta be a bitch? Why all females gotta be bitches? And I bam, done. You know, that started, that's what started the snowball effect, is what I'm saying. That started the snowball effect. All right. Hey, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know what? Yeah, maybe I'm still fucking dragging my knuckles. Yeah, maybe I'm still living in the caves. I don't give a fuck. I told you, man, this is new year. <laughs> Old mentality, me. It's too easy, dude. It's too easy to blame. And this is my, like I said, I'm gonna stick to this opinion. But it's too easy to blame the females. Uh, Like I said, they they cost. They are on a whole different level of at least artillery. I'll take an artillery female any day Mm because they're they're at least on a different level. They'll fucking call you a bitch and. All this crazy. I've I've heard some shit. Like I'd rather like not my virgin ears, man. They they fucking burn. But, but there's always that opportunity of that one. I just want to make sure that the blame is focused on the right people, and the right people right now are the people in fucking charge that that are pushing down all these stupid fucking changes. These it ain't the fucking brand new privates. They no. just fall in. They just fall in on the shit that they're given. You're right. And it, it's on these fucking. And it started six years ago with fucking that chief, <laughs> that chief of staff. You know what? You're hundred percent fucking right on. You can't blame the private for being a private. You know what I'm saying? But I'll bring, I'll blame that fucking recruiter for recruiting that piece of shit and putting them in a job that he has no business being in. And that's fine. Okay. I'll give the recruiter the benefit of the doubt that maybe he saw something in that kid Maybe, you know, since he was the fucking sperm that won, maybe he would be able to do something in basic training and they'll train him to be a fucking soldier, to be a warrior, to be of that fucking warrior, warrior class and culture. But no, what did they do to the poor drill sergeants? They tied their hands behind their fucking backs and don't allow them to break the fucking civilian out of them. Because that was the whole point of basic training, wasn't it? Break the civilian out of you. Yeah. It's okay. Everybody should have the opportunity to join the military. 
But just because they have the opportunity to join the military doesn't mean that they have earned the right, the privilege to be in the ranks of the military. All right. Oh, boo fucking hoo hoo. You didn't make it. You're fucking weak. That's why we're not going to fucking change our policies and regulations to fucking conform to you. You conform to the military. You joined us. You knew what to expect. So it shouldn't be a fucking surprise to you when you're getting your ass reamed by your drill sergeant or your NCOs. It shouldn't come to a surprise because you know what? Like you said, motherfuckers have watched uh, Full Metal Jacket. Motherfuckers have watched The Boys of Company C. Motherfuckers have seen uh, that goofy ass movie uh, with uh, the, the guy that was in Brokeback Mountain, um, Jarhead. Uh, Jarhead. Huh. Yeah. You know, motherfuckers have seen those movies. So you know what you're going into. That's like saying you join the military and then you're deploying and then you realize, oh, fuck, there's a war going on. Are you fucking serious, guy? That's you know, right. All of, you... a sudden, all of a sudden, you, you're a uh, what's that shit called, bro? The motherfuckers that are against wars. Um, not a hippie, but they are hippie ish. Um, conscientious objector. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're a conscientious objector because you're getting deployed. Motherfucker, you should have become a fucking. That's, that's going to be a disaster. That's going to be a disaster once, if there's another war, and you got to tell all, all these fucking people that didn't get the army put in them when they were in basic training, they got civilian put in them. Uh, because they've never been yelled at. They've never had to like be fucking stressed out. Now they're going to get shot at. And then you expect <laughs> them to fucking fight a war. Like, nah, dude, it's, it's going to be fucking sad. And I, and I'll, and I'll be drinking my beer at, you know, at the house with my, I served hat mm. supporting the troops and your efforts and wondering why we're now we're spending 40 years in a fucking war, uh, because we, we can't keep fucking numbers up and stuff. Oh. And, Oh, and sorry, just to, I'm going to bust the first sergeant in the battery. And just to piggyback on that, um, you got rid of the great generation of NCOs because they may, they may have stepped on their dick a little bit, you know, but it was fine, you know, back in the, in the beginning era of the war. That was perfectly fine. Hell, fuck up to move up. But God forbid one fucks up now, you know, because we're, we're robotic apparently. But, you know, God forbid somebody makes a fuck up because they want to deal with things a different goddamn way, make a mistake, and you end their fucking careers. I'm not talking about fucking uh, sleeping with a goddamn private or, you know, but you'll force retire a general, but God forbid a staff sergeant or a sergeant first class catches a DUI because that's fucking it. They're, they're garbage. But meanwhile, you got a general that's fucking a goddamn specialist. Oh, we'll just force retire him, Right. And then that, uh, I wonder why we colonel, like them. There's, a, there's a special forces colonel that fucking pulled a gun out this weekend in Port Louis on, on his wife and, and his kids. And then he pulled it. He had a, like, it was a two hour standoff uh, with the police to talk this. He was like, if anybody comes here or something, like I'm going to shoot you. And then eventually they talked him down from it. Now he's in jail. Uh, but you know, I won't, it, there's such a, there's such a double standard and like culture is different man like it's just it's a bunch of fucking yes men the the nerds that fucking hit out this whole fucking time they stayed in the military they're making these changes to make it more friendly for their fucking nerd shit if you ever watch the video of the of the sergeant major at fort benning that got rid of the shark attack fucking nerd a fucking nerd like 
not to cut you off, but uh, I wanted to go back to my point that I wanted to make initially before I went on my rant. Um, they're getting rid of an era of NCOs that are combat proven, combat tested, combat tested. Yeah, were we the most liked NCOs? Probably not. But we were the effective NCOs that fucking took our Joes over there and took care of them. Taking care of a Joe doesn't mean you hold them by the fucking hand. Taking care of a Joe doesn't mean you're there to fucking pat their head. All right? Taking care of Joe is making sure that he's there right mentally, that he's right there financially. All right? Taking care of him, making sure that he's ready to go, ready to deploy, good to fucking go. Making sure that he's ready to fucking follow you. All right? You earned his motherfuckers goddamn respect he's ready to follow you into the fucking depths of hell and back that's taking care of joe because joe will be there if you fucking provide him the proper leadership no matter how fucking angry you are with them or not or how much i was bipolar i was bipolar as fuck because i would snap at a motherfucker and then afterwards be like hey y'all gonna get you some lunch you know what i'm saying that's just me that was just the way that i was but they're getting rid of that generation of ncos and they're going to have this strike words that are going to fucking fill in those ranks. And there is another war looming. It's coming, right? Dude, look who's in the goddamn in, in, the, in the office right now. It, it's right around the corner, you know? And it's going to be a fucking bloodbath. It's going to be, and like you said, I'll be home supporting my fucking peers. Contractors will make a living, though. They'll, they'll be kicking ass. That's probably what I, what I'll be doing, man. That's that's what we're gonna have to like resort to, like have to depend on contractors to to fight the war because like the military is just so fucking just not military. It's so sad. We're just we're just an army on paper. What it's about the Marine Corps? Have they suffered the same way that we're suffering? Do you think the people I've talked to they said that they're they're going down the same path? I mean, they don't they don't deploy. All they do is fucking garrison shit. They're getting in trouble a lot, uh, doing stupid shit. Um, and you know, the guy that made the changes to the fucking army is now in charge of all the fucking branches or was uh, until you know the next president takes over. Uh, but this guy's like probably going, you know, we'll work for the army. I'm going to see what the readiness looks like in the Marines and the Air Force. And now they're going, what the fuck? And now they're having to do all this metric shit, just like us. Who is his advisor? Would it be the Sergeant Major of the Army that should have been advising him like, sir, this is fucking stupid? Should it have been? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting controversial because I can, because I'm out of the military. But... I I'm Sorry, laughing because no, because it, it's a it's some soft ass fucking person. I'm you know what I'm probably getting out next year. Well, fuck it, man. Like it, it was probably some soft ass fucking dude that can't like that is scared. That's always like, yo, sir, somebody get the boss's coffee. Yeah, like, oh, that is such a fucking cringy word, man. When somebody calls somebody the boss, like, but those are the fucking nerds. They get put in these positions of fucking power that that. Talk a big game in front of Joes and shit and people that outrank and fucking talk a big game. But when it comes to doing the right thing and saying the right shit to their fucking boss, they're like, oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you <laughs> on fucking, people. fucking pussies, man. That's what they fucking are. Yes, dude. I'm telling you. Um, I had a first song. I'm not going to put his name out because he's still out there. And um, this guy, I bullshit you not, Irina. He had us outside at around six in the morning and chewed our asses out for 45 fucking minutes. And I'm talking about ass chewing old school motherfucks and fucks were every other word. 
there were punctuations. And I don't remember what the fuck it was all about, but I remember that day. <laughs> God damn, he would probably, if he would do that today, bro, they would say that that's toxic leadership, you know, and whatever. You know, I'll tell you what toxic leadership is, in my opinion. Hey, man, I got a Joe, right? Let's say my Joe calls me up. Hey, uh, hey chief, I got to go take care of some shit. Something just happened. I don't got anybody to cover me. Uh, you think you can help me out? Yeah, man, I got you. No doubt. Go over and knock out whatever he's doing. His guard shift. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's an aha miles away, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do it. Why? It's my Joe. I'm going to take care of him. Now, do I expect to receive some kind of a, um, accolade for it? Some kind of recognition for it? Should I be looking for something like that? Nah, right? I mean, isn't that part of my fucking job description of taking care of soldiers? Yeah. Um, and I know that um, NCOs do that all the fucking time. I know I did it a lot of motherfucking times. There's many a times that I took care of my Joes because I knew I stayed in my fucking lane and smoke gave me my smokes trusted that I knew what needed to get done. So if I told Joes, hey, Joes, go do what you got to do. I'll take care of this. You're good to go. You know, or hey, uh, even if a fellow NCO, hey man, um, I got staff duty coming up, but it's my kid's birthday, man. You think you can help me out? I got you, bud. No problem. I'm not even gonna charge you this time. Next time, you're paying. You know what I'm saying? But shit like that, right? And you know, um, I wouldn't expect any accolades. Why? Because again, it's it's a uh, an implied duty or responsibility. Yeah, I I, th I think right now. Yeah. Let's, let's take it a little further. Um, when you're out in the field, remember going out of the field, you will give an impact AAM to a fucking high speed individual who went above and beyond on his fucking duty. Whether it be, let's say you had that round running motherfucker and your gunner fell out, but that round runner knew how to fucking read the collimator and he knew, he knew how to fucking be a gunner and he's a PFC. And I put him on that motherfucking site and he shot that shit and we fired safely. Okay, that to me, marriage recognition. And I'm gonna give him an impact AAM. You see what I'm saying? Yep. Now, you're probably wondering where I'm going with this uh, for the listeners. Where I'm going with this is that there was a fucking lieutenant who went apparently above and beyond the call of duty when a soldier or an NCO had an emergency. So she said, I gotcha, I'll go take care of this. And um, they gave her an impact AAM for that. A fucking impact army achievement medal for doing what you're supposed to do. I mean, I get it, the award system's already rigged, but goddamn. We're giving AAMs for doing somebody's couple of hours of a guard shift, bro. Yeah. NCOs do it all the fucking time. People do it all the fucking time. Specialist does it all the fucking time. Like the married guy will do it for the single guy that lives in the barracks and they don't get any, any attention. But this is, it, it, because there's Fort Hood, it's definitely Fort Hood trying to get some fucking positive information out there because everybody and their mother is getting fucking fired or relieved or whatever. So they're like, oh, shit, uh, we just got an officer 
because American people don't know what the fuck the rank structure is, but they know that, you know, an officer is like high tier. So they'll be like, oh yeah, an officer just pulled duty, a feel good story. Might turn into a Disney movie one of these days and shit. The <laughs> Lieutenant, Lieutenant, uh, fucking Lieutenant Holiday, you know, we'll call it Lieutenant, a feel good Christmas story in a Hallmark channel next week, catch it Friday and shit about how this LT heroically pulled this fucking duty for the soldier. <laughs> Meanwhile, fucking Joe Snuffy in the barracks uh, is getting ready to go out on leave, but they tell him, hey, your leave's canceled. You got to pull CQ tomorrow. That happens all the fucking time. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Over some stupid shit, I bet. Probably something really fucking stupid. You know, uh, dude, I'll tell you what. I had a Joe uh, that I got, you pissed hot on Coke. All right, he pissed hot on cocaine. And the results came in on block leave. I'm getting ready to drive my happy ass to Chicago. All right. This happened in 2008 or nine, 2009, I believe it was. I'm getting ready to take off, bro. I'm like literally on the road. I'm getting ready to jump on the road, hit the motherfucking 95 or one of those fucking roads headed towards Atlanta up to Chicago. Yeah. I get told, uh, you got to come back in and cancel this, uh, or you got to go pull this kid off the Greyhound bus. I think it was because he was going on block leave as well and um, and counsel him before he fucking leaves. Bro, I was hot. I was fucking hot. Lindsay, you know it was you. Dude, I was fucking hot. But I had a good battle buddy. My gunnery sergeant. I was like, hey, gunny. I'm literally right now getting ready to fucking take this goddamn 13 hour drive to Chicago. Can you help me out, bro? Yeah, man, I got you. No doubt, man. I'll take care of it. No hesitation. Did he have to do it? Nope. Did he expect an AAM for it? Nope. You know, he just did it because he was going to be in the area anyway. He ain't doing shit. I'll take care of it. So because this cunt fucking didn't have anything to do, and said, I'll take care of it. We're going to give her an AAM. And ma'am, I'm sorry I called you a cunt. That wasn't based on your gender. I call everybody cunts. But I just don't believe that uh, we should have had a formation for you to <laughs> give you a fucking impact AAM. And I saw that the commander of that unit, you know, responded to, to that page as well. Because um, he said, well, there were other people. I'm the one that did it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we now know why you did it. My guest co-host here perfectly put it in its place. Y'all need some positive shining onto your fucking hood, Ford Hood. Ford Hood is a fucking death trap. It sucks. If you recycle a can, they'll give you an impact AAM. They need so much fucking good good attention right now. Like it, it's bad. Oh my Fuck god. That place. Fucking Fort Hood. It, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. It's always been that way. Fort Hood's always been a shithole. I mean, I love Fort Hood. Don't get it twisted. I loved it, but it was there's worse places than Fort Hood. Is all I'm saying. No, yeah, there's there's just Fort Hood is just the one that's getting all the attention right now. But there's a, there's people dying everywhere else. They're just not getting all the attention yet. It doesn't fit the narrative yet, man. I mean, we went from Guy and dying 
getting whacked by this black dude. Um, supposedly it had to do with sexual harassment, which had absolutely nothing to do with it that she got killed over that. She didn't get killed for sexual harassment or snitching or stuff like that. She got killed because she was going to drop a dime on homeboy and homegirl's relationship while she was married to another dude. That's why homeboy took her out. Allegedly. But I don't know. Allegedly. That's just shit that I've heard that is common knowledge anyway. So anyways, bro, as we bid goodbye to this year, um, I'm going to focus on the positives out of this fucking, uh, this shitty, shitty 2020. Because honestly, the year isn't what makes it shitty. It's the point of view and the way you react to things that makes it shitty, I think, personally. So on the positive notes, I don't know what positivity you've had, but I'm going to give you some of my positives. And maybe you'll be inspired to share any positivity that came out for you. For me, um, early in 2020, I started a podcast. And that was uh, January 30th, February 1st. I started this podcast, which has brought positivity to me because I've been able, I've been able to reach out and talk with other folks and giving them a platform as well to tell their stories. And our community is somehow or another like, hey, I remember that dude. I work with that guy. I, w- I was wondering how he's been doing. You know what I'm saying? It's been able to to uh, bring us together more. You know what I mean? So I'm taking that out as a win. It's brought me that positivity of reconnecting with motherfuckers I haven't talked to in forever and them to speak with other folks. Uh, it's also bought a new house. So a better home than we had prior in a better neighborhood. So I'm taking that as a win. I'm taking that as a fucking win. Um, got a new car. I got rid of my truck for it. You know, I love my Silverado or my Sierra. But the wife wanted a fucking Acadia. So she got an Acadia. But the piggyback on that is I get my motorcycle too. I'll be getting that soon. Um, And of course, I still have a fucking job. I'm taking that as a win, bro. Nice, good one. You know, I still have a fucking job. There's a lot of motherfuckers out there that are really struggling because the government doesn't deem them essential workers. And um, you are essential to me, y'all. And I know that tip your fucking Uber drivers, tip your fucking Grubhubs, tip your people that are bringing you your fucking food. Because if you don't, you're a piece of shit. Those guys are out there exposing themselves to the risks that you're afraid of. So don't be a cheap fuck and pay for the convenience that they're doing for you because they got gas that they're spending for your ass. So make sure you guys tip those motherfuckers. And um, that just comes out because I know that there's people out there that don't tip. You know what I mean? Or if they tip, they'll tip them like the change. Oh, you know, 50 cents here, a dollar here. Dude, really? (laughs) Really, dude? Anyways, so tip those motherfuckers. They're essential workers because they're doing the shit that you essentially won't do because you're a bitch-made motherfucker. Anyway, and um, any positivities for you on this year? Um, I mean, the only, the only thing I'll, I'll say, it's been a long year for, yeah. for everybody, but use this time to reach out to people, use this time to, to reach out to people that you've served with before. Uh, you know, if, if you can afford it go, go visit somebody that, that you, that you deployed with or, 
or new or whatever, make a phone call, man. That's like the cheapest thing, easiest thing that you could do. Just answer, answer, answer a call, make a call or whatever, because as you get older, you, you know, friend, friends start, you know, disappearing. You start losing, you start losing people. And you don't want to live a life full of regrets that, you know, you wish you could have talked to more people more often and stuff. And, you know, I think my year, my year this year has been me trying to, to communicate with people a lot more, trying to reach out to people more, getting more involved with, with what people do and showing an interest in what they do. Because I mean, I, you know, if, if you ever worked with me, like I, I care about you. I care about everybody that I've ever worked with. And, you know, it hurts to, to hear when, when some, somebody's no longer there. I've already, you know, lost a couple friends this year and, and it, it sucks. It's not going to get any easier as I get older. So the least I can do is make a phone call, talk to somebody, lend an ear. Um, if somebody's struggling financially, you know, help them out. Uh, you know, fucking, they might need it. You yeah. know, I don't, I don't do anything for, for like a thank you. It's just, uh, it just make it's, it's something I want to do because it, it, it just feels right. So, it, you know, if people want to take that advice and, you know, take that into the new year. I, I highly recommend it. Uh, it's just a, a good thing to do. Fucking a dude. Well said, well fucking said. And, um, on that note also, uh, there's this Twitter. If you guys have Twitter, uh, first of all, go follow my ass on Twitter. Um, it's on the Gunline Podcast or at Gunslinger13B. Um, that's my Twitter. But uh, there's um, there's this shit. There's this, uh, I don't know what the fuck they're called. But there's this Twitter people. They're called Code of Vets. And um, what they do is they'll take um, stories of vets that are struggling or their families that are struggling. And, you know, they 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 raise the funds to assist them now. And so far from what I've seen, they're not raising like these exuberant amounts of fucking money. It's not like, oh, this person needs 20,000. This person needs, you know what I'm saying? It's like, um, oh, this person needs their water bill paid. Can you guys help out? The water bill is like 950 bucks. Can you guys help out? And it's like a mission that this person is taking. And so if y'all get an opportunity, man, go ahead and follow them. And if you can kick down, kick down, because at the end of the day, we call ourselves a family. Let's be a fucking family. You know, let's not just talk about it. Let's fucking be about it. And this podcast is not one of those PTSD awareness fucking podcasters. A dime a dozen for those. You know, this here is to fucking come over here, talk shit, listen to some bullshit. And, you know, it's a stress reliever as well for myself, you know, and for others that enjoy listening to this bullshit. So, you know, we're not one of those. I'm not saying that they're Debbie Downer podcasts, but I'm trying to find a way. You know what? Fuck it. I'm not one of those that you're going to be depressed at. All right. Uh, you're going to get some kind of entertainment out of this bullshit. Yeah. You know, we'll talk about some heavy shit sometimes, but at the same time, we're going to talk about ways to overcome that shit. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yep. I don't want to be one of those fucking podcasts that all they do is talk about PTSD, suicides and all that shit. Cause if that was the case, this shit would be filled with that, that content every fucking week. And I'm not trying to do that. Two weeks ago, a guy prospected with an MC. He took his own life. You know what I'm saying? He joined a 22. He was a fucking uh, infantry vet. You know what I'm saying? And that sucks because that's another brother who was young as fuck that took his life because he did not know how to deal with shit. But again, this isn't going to be one of those podcasts that has, that has not been and will not be. And in the future, I'm coming hard, motherfuckers. I told y'all. <laughs> 2020 is done, chief. 
2020, get the fuck out of here. You went with my hair. With my hair, I sent 2020 away. So anyways, with that said, I appreciate y'all listening to this past hour and some change with me and Yorina. I keep asking you motherfuckers to send us some content to talk about. And um, you guys fail me there. You're quick to like a goddamn uh, uh, post, but you, you can't fucking write a, hey, talk about this, you know, or send me a fucking email or a message telling me something you want to know about, something that you want to share. I'm not going to say your name if you don't want me to. You know what I'm saying? I'll keep you anonymous. But shit, interact with us here, all right? I'm looking for more interaction this year. Look, man, I'm at 88 subscribers right now on, on YouTube, which I'm not about the quantity of people. I want motherfuckers that are actually going to listen to this shit and are enjoying it. You know what I'm saying? So if you do me a solid, you know, if you're on YouTube, smash the motherfucking subscribe button. You know, I lost two. I lost two already. And I think it's because from what I heard, I was talking crap about shit I shouldn't have been talking crap about. Um, and they didn't like my point of view on it. And you know what? Bye. No hurt feelings here. I'm not going to talk shit about you. You just obviously don't belong on the gun line. The gun line ain't for everybody, baby. The gun line ain't for everybody. Damn right. So two tears in a bucket. Fuck it, motherfuckers. Any last words? No. Glad to be here, man. Thanks. All right, man. And I think I might have you here again next week if you're available. Yeah, I should be. All right. Love, peace, and hair grease, y'all. Enjoy this midweek memo. I'll catch you next year, January 1st. My homeboy Dowden is going to be with me. Me and Dowden go back to 277FA. Old baby D, as I like to call him. And uh, it should be a good fucking time. With that said, 2020, go fuck yourself. And I'm happy that I got to live through this shit because it's given me the resiliency that I need to take on the next decade. That's right. Hunt the good stuff, baby. What you know about that? Love <laughs> some hair grease. Gun line out. Bye, motherfuckers. <laughs>